things I can't do at all. There's something in there that, like, the flower, I immediately get, like, gut-wrenching stomach aches, and it's it's just the worst feeling ever, and I have no clue. the ones that make in the bakery, like, they come in the bag. Yeah, the Safeway ones? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love the Safeway ones. Uh, I go to Save-On, but yeah. Or Save-On, yeah. Anybody with a fresh bakery is always good. Oh, wow. Awesome. Anyways, uh, uh, welcome to another special from the Gooch. Oh, we're already recording. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, welcome to another special, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Today That's we're great. we're going to yeah. review these uh, these test results that uh, Evan sent to us. It's the uh, the nine axis test. Yes, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Um. It. it, it uh, I, the the, re- the the reason why I kind of wanted to do it is because Tristan's been kind of trolling me about being more <laughs> left wing these days, and you know I'll agree. I I, I definitely have you know moved more left but i think um you also look at other uh decisions that governments make and political decisions aren't always just on a two-axis basis yeah. you know uh and this oh, of uh, course not there's this, always going to be like a multiplicity of factors that you could never really capture right mm, yeah. yeah and this test basically looks at uh you know nine different spectrums of society and it judge you know it judges you based on your questions and basically at the end it tells you what political system you're most like and uh you know where your uh political beliefs kind of fall and yeah. uh yeah we all kind of took it and it was interesting uh tristan you want to start you can you yeah. can light it up well i think unsurprisingly uh my the summary of mine is that my closest match is a is a democratic socialist so that's kind of what I've been saying for most of this time anyways, is that most of the policies I follow are the, the where the democratically elected uh, leader or representative, uh, their job is to uh, basically create as much social welfare for the people who elected them, right? And I think that that's kind of just a easy starting point on that one. But yeah, if you go point for point, <clears throat> well... Uh, as it, as the name implies, there's nine different positions, right? So uh, when it comes to uh, federal versus uh, unitary, so uh, federal regulations, that basically the question is asking whether or not you would like the default uh, regulator to be the federal government, or if you would like it to be a smaller uh, municipal or provincial, or in the in probably the creator of this test intention, state based. Mm. Um, but yeah, so on that one, I, I cited 55% unitary, 45% federal. And yeah, I think that uh, makes me pretty average. I don't know. Yeah, I was guys. 59% unitary, 41% federal. I came yeah. up uh, 60% federal, <clears throat> oh, 40% unitary. Okay. Interesting. So you like just the big body doing everything. I say, I don't know. Maybe Hey, it might be interesting to maybe just go through a, some of the questions after this and kind of maybe explain... Yeah, how we Where got we here. came from. Yeah, yeah. we I can take the test cool. over and yeah. kind of do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll just kind of <clears> go <throat> through this here, and I'll, I'll get the test fired up here. Cool. Well, yeah, so then uh, the next level, <clears throat> or the next question, or the next scale, rather, uh, sure. is uh, democratic versus authority, uh, and which I scored uh, 65% uh, democracy, 35% authority. Really? I think that, yeah. I, I think that one of the reasons for that, again, is uh, my, dist- my, my distrust in the current form of democracy um, <clears throat> and why, like, for instance, if I were elected, there would be probably a strong marketing campaign against uh, certain positions we would take 
that would make it seem like the decisions we're making so you were, were 70 30 uh 65 35 okay i was 71 29 oh, okay interesting yeah, i'm a little more democratic but mm-hmm. i still think there's a place where you know sometimes the majority is wrong or sometimes you know uh sometimes before the didn't voice, have the best yeah, the, yeah sometimes the voice of what appears to be the majority is wrong i would say most often yeah. it mm-hmm. is because the money behind the marketing is really the the, the hard thing, right? Because yeah. you see it in the newspaper and then people presume because it's in the newspaper that that's popular opinion. And I'm, I'm using newspaper now, I guess, more metaphorically to like news article online or TikTok or what have you. But uh, but yeah, it, it it's it's something that I think mm-hmm. that it's it's just, yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't like to <clears throat> have the idea of undermining the people, but rather doing things in the best interest of everyone despite the voice that might be well, that's exactly it yeah. i mean like if scientists yeah. are like everyone get vaccinated yeah and you have a community where it's like we don't want to vax and we all voted on it it's like no sorry science yeah. wins uh, this one yeah that's kind of why i draw the line see i'm i'm, I'm coming up different again 95 percent democratic I would just be everything fun, voted for. Fanatic, <laughs> democratic. It says, "Wow, I'm a That's fanatic." Crazy. That is crazy. Ninety-five percent. How would the world work in that See, way? Yeah, Adam? but how, how well, there, that would there be some, democracy, like we talked about. There in, were some things in there that you guys were just saying, where I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, if if people like vote to like not be vaccinated, what well, the no, because uh, in the case of that, what you're doing is you're you're saying that I get well, then you 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 have to isolate. There's a thing called you don't the get tyranny to intermingle of the with the rest of the community, then. And and what we're talking about is segregation, like on a, on a scale yeah, that's absolutely that's, that's, massive. That's a very that's a very deep question, and it, it was like I don't even know if that was a question, but that's that's a very it wouldn't deep have been topic. vaccination related on the this no, test. No, no, but uh, but yeah. Either way, well, yeah, yeah that's uh, <laughs> I, I mean, say- direct democracy is a interesting in theory. You have to have a lot of trust in like app developers to begin with. And the education who... of the population and yeah. the people that can vote and the people who have access to vote. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, to me, they, there's also the tyranny of the majority too, right? Like I said, I mean, if you're taking these municipal elections, you're going to have pockets of places where you might not want to get a vaccine. And let's say this is a disease that's like twice as killer, or five times as killer as COVID, mm. you know, or you have a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where government should kind of step in, in my opinion, where it's like it's a public health matter. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why I was 30% maybe fuck off. We don't need to vote on yeah, this. Uh, yeah. But yeah. That's I think, interesting. I, I didn't know you were really uh, that uh, a Democrat. It's, it, I, I, it's I, awesome. I didn't yeah. know. I, yeah. Like, really? Like, I didn't know half this shit. That's well, I think cool. this is where I, I know you have wanted to, to pin me on something. Oh, so. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't want to no. pin anybody. Yeah. Well, no, the next one I know is just interesting because it's uh, isolationist versus globalist. And yeah. I'm uh, 60% isolationist. You're a hermit oh. man. Whoa. So. He's a hermit man. And I think that the reason why, and this is why uh, I actually had a good response for this almost immediately, and but I didn't want to say it in any of our chats because I was like, let's just save this for the air, was for me, part of what we've talked about in terms of taking ownership of like, let's say um, weed down to the fiber level and creating like a hemp-based uh, market for uh plastics, fibers, reusables, recyclables, all of that stuff. Mm. That would be an isolationist move in the sense that we would be cutting ourselves off from a multiple trade partners and becoming more Mm self-reliant and less uh, involved in international trade. And I do think 
that there's a lot of benefit to being self-reliant and independent. And we've seen that in COVID and how, uh, especially with the United States, where uh, trade arrangements and agreements fell second to, uh, you know, the, the rule of the dictatorship at the top, who would say, no, you're, I don't care about your contract, you're sending all of this here, right? And so I do think that, for me, one of the reasons why I'm a little bit more isolationist is I like the idea of your country being able to be sufficient and be beyond threat, when it comes to supply chains, right? We've also talked about like Palestine and Israel and the, we, you can talk all day about the militarization of the area, but the <clears> biggest thing that they do is they block all transportation of all food supplies and all supplies of all kinds, medical aid and all of that. And that's the biggest threat, mm-hmm. right? That's mm. the biggest threat. And so I think that being able to know that you can, like, we don't need California and Mexican grown fruit and vegetables. We can uh, we can have, you know, greenhouse uh, grown stuff. We have tons of prairie land that we could develop and grow in mass chains. And there's a ways to make it more efficient to do. There's got to be. Like, someone's got to be able to plan this out. I think, to me, that's what I see as isolationist. That's probably how I came off. Uh, but, hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I just think that if we really got our shit together, we could be an effective planet. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of yeah. those questions are more hopes and dreamsy. I find, yeah, I guess, yeah, I like, like that. Do you, yeah, like I you like know? your response there. That makes but sense. But it's still relevant to it. Relevant to what? Religion, tradition, dictatorships, things that shouldn't exist. Things that I we think could hope take is, away is a from. nice thing to have. I think mm. the problem, like what it is, is it's revealing that I don't really have as Jesus. much hope as you do, right? Like that. The reality I, I, I don't is, have is a my, lot of hope, but well, you but, know, but, like, I, my if, position is isolation is based off of the fear of another country cutting us off of something because we've seen it happen. Recycling being the worst. Yeah, but fucking if everybody thing that's was, happened but, yeah, if, if everybody everyone was, was an effective global partner and they could actually say this guy's being but that's just fucking asshole. You know, let's let's do something about like, it. I mean, I, it wouldn't I, have to be like a, a military invasion, but the, I think the yeah. world's checks and balances really need to kind of come into play with this question again. too. But I think uh, the problem well, yeah, is, is that mean, the reality behind that is like saying if I pissed a golden stream, uh, I I would never have money problems. The problem is is that if is never going to come true, mm. the world's never going to work together because China, Russia, the United States, and Great Britain are never going to fucking work together with you know well, Turkey, with, with, Brazil, with the current leadership, Argentina. Anyways. Australia, like they're they're never all going to get together. It's just it's not. Well, I think that's kind of where it takes. You know, our, you're more of a realist, whereas I'm more. I think of an optimist. Well, I know we've, like, we've said and, we want that uh, Thanos. This, we this need, isn't going to happen here. right away, right? But like in time, hopefully, everyone can kind of work together in that point. Like even right now, I'm still good. Like I'm all for secure borders and like background checks and proper immigration and all that stuff. But I'm also looking at like international trade and fucking having a good relationship with russia and china yep. like eventually for christ's sake like we're all living in the same planet it's yeah not, i mean it's not a long shot it's an idealist position yeah, but all these not like it's a bad thing that's a good thing yeah, to be these, as are, an these idealist, are your ideals right? i mean this is what yeah, the test is testing, i think you're right, right? Yeah. like and that's the thing is like i think that to me I, you're right. I think maybe I'm not. I just don't. I, I'm not as much of an optimist because uh, my ideal scenario is creating a utopia, uh, but more closed off uh, one because I don't. I don't trust the ability to control a big one. Yeah. Well, it's so half and half, right? Because like on on one day I'll be like, yeah, you know what? There's no hope. But like uh, maybe today you caught me on a good day, and I'm like, no, no, no. I think it's come on, on stat. Anyway, but I get both sides of that. Yeah. What, what did, did you get, get on that, that stat? Sixty-five percent uh, globalist. 35% isolationist. They labeled me a moderate globalist. Okay. 
What were you, Ev? 75% globalist. Okay, okay. interesting. Mm. Wow, you got more than me. Oh. Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of the world's issues can really be resolved quite quickly. Yeah. And I think his resources <laughs> deplete and population expands. Um, you know, we're going to be able to see... <laughs> yeah, oh, the dog have wants it. the chip. <laughs> oh, that she was drooling. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let I'm dog. curious to see where uh, Evan, our our closest to an American kind of guy on this show, came on the military aspect. Uh, strangely, only fifty six percent. Oh, uh, and forty four percent to pacifism. Uh, I, I I think military. I, I, I like Eisenhower's quote. You want to be the quiet guy with a big stick. You know, you don't want to just be like, oh, I got the biggest stick in the world. I can thump anything. But, you know, I think funding is important. You got to protect your planet. I take it more that way than your state lines and your yeah. whatever. You got to protect your planet. And, you know, be that from <laughs> possible aliens or terrorists or groups of people that, you know, just want to, you know, be marauders. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm like, yeah. And yeah, I, I think I weigh a little more. Sometimes things just need conflict to get better. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I, yeah, I think peace is also equally important. Uh, and that's why it's only 56% military. You Give know, it a I, chance. Yeah. I think it's a par uh, important thing to fund, especially in this. I think I'm a little more of a realist in this regard yeah. and not really an optimist like the whole mm. globalist thing. Yeah. But, I'm uh, like a perfect 50-50. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Right down yeah. the middle. You are, so we're right? pretty close yeah. on that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm a 50-50 on the right next two, to be honest. It's interesting. It, it would be very yeah. nice if uh, all conflicts, conflicts could be solved uh, by a, uh, a lockout at the community center. Walk yeah. in at the community center. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just come on. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, oh, good old South Park. Where did you stand on that one there? Were you, you were also... 45-55. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so more little A little, little bit more peace. Interesting. Yeah. Neutral, though. Yeah, and then I thought the that would be a little more... Um, Polarized. When I saw it, I, I, I did like, too. Only fifty-six percent. Yeah, yeah, we had a total of what a max six percent variation. I agreed 11%. to a mandatory military service, yeah, and I got fifty-six percent. Me too. I, I got fifty percent. I don't think hmm. I agreed to that. Interesting. That might I be where your extra. That. That's why you're in the forties. Yeah. Uh, next one. Um, New security uh, versus freedom. <laughs> yeah, I got a fifty-fifty on that one. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, me not. not I, me not either. Me not so much. What'd you get? Uh, I was a uh, 35% security, 65% freedom. Freedom. Yeah, I was 79% uh, freedom. Oh, there he is. Uh, <laughs> freedom, freedom, freedom. 21% security. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that the more power you give government to just arbitrarily arrest people, yeah. it never really works out. I mean... <clears throat> I like to think that my 50%... Is the fifty percent the uh, protection or security uh, against businesses doing like manipulating, turning us into like slave laborers? And I the, see that. Uh, and mm -hmm. then the fifty percent on the other side of freedom is our freedom in our personal lives to do whatever we fucking want as long as we're not hurting other people. Mm. Sure. So that's I that's I kind of like just break it up that way, and I see it kind of pretty black and white as like. I'd want the government's job is to keep business in line and it's not its fucking job to tell me what I do with my personal time. Yeah. So like, that's really how I like, and if guns are in your personal time, I'll throw that in there. Obviously it, with, well, thank you. with specific 
like regulations around you know having your name on a list that's accessible especially if there's shell casings found so that they can track it easier they can talk you and rule you out early mm -hmm. right but uh but yeah that's kind of how i think there I shouldn't it. really be lists for people to be on if they're being law-abiding citizens in society yeah fair enough but i um, think that maybe it could be something that's like automatically unlocked in the I, case i think of, the uh, only time government should involve themselves with anything is a public health issue or a time when someone went kind of against the rules of capitalism, like, you know, predatory pricing, uh, you know, shit like that, right? Um, other than that, they can fuck off. I don't need more regulations. Mm. You know, it's safety. It's up to the person. I mean, if there's woeful, um, blatant, oh, we made an unsafe product, yeah, obviously that's where government should step in. But when we're nitpicking, like, oh, this gives you, like, tertiary cancers, it's like... Well, I think okay. that I think that there's also a line to be drawn where at what point should the does the business have an onus to at least make sure that their shit is somewhat safe before they put it to market because there there's a cost associated with that and they'll skip it if they're allowed to. Mm -hmm. And that's been shown time and time again that they'll do that, right? So, I think the, that there is a large role to be played in making sure that there's a minimum level, and then we just have to agree on what that minimum level is, mm -hmm. right? But, uh, I, I, yeah. Like I said, I just don't think... Um, I, I, I think, like, just seeing what America did with the, uh, the Patriot Act and all that shit... I'm really weary anytime government wants to just grab power. Yeah, I I'm mean, not a big fan of, of the power grabs when the government so clearly doesn't represent you, especially, right? That's bingo. that's the biggest thing. Bingo. What I want, again, yeah. is, is the government to act as a shield against business. Basically, we're we're the workers for business in a cyclical fashion and as long if business has direct access to us with without any interference they'll just do whatever they want to us mm -hmm. and so we need to have a shield in place that's big enough that's our collective voice that says yeah we see all your money and here's our power mm -hmm. right that says you're gonna you're gonna go you know what four day work weeks are now what we're at 30 uh, or 28 oh, hours is is now fucking full time Right. And you have to do uh, you have to have extended benefits above that. And then there's leniency for small businesses. But we've already shown that federal government can afford subsidies on small businesses. So subsidize the small businesses and allow the large I, ones I to, always to thought fire it that up. The dealership didn't need to be open every fucking day. But the, the problem is, well, the, the, the people don't even need to fucking be there. You can telemarket from there. And then honestly, the entire uh, sales department, save for one person, maybe like a sales manager, maybe two for walk-ins on weekends. But like the rest you can do from home by appointment only. And then the salespeople can show up for their appointments. Like they wouldn't even have to be at the dealership. They could do, they could run an entire area and do that by themselves. Fuck, there shouldn't even be a dealership. It should be a retail store. It's insane that we have to go to a Nissan. Like, could you imagine the idea? Like, I mean, they've done it now in retail. There's Nike stores and Adidas stores and Under Armour stores. But do you go to those stores thinking you're going to get a deal unless it's the outlet center? Fuck no. Fuck no. You go to Winners to get the best deal on Adidas and Nike and all that shit. So, like, it would be nice to have a retail setup where you can see side by side all the specs from the fucking new Honda and Hyundai. Yeah, but and you can't go get a Whopper at McDonald's, man. I mean, that's not how it works. Yeah, but that's the... It, it's a, a little bit different, though, because at least those guys are manufacturing something uh, at each locale. These are all made and then just spread across the country. Good point. So, I don't know. I feel like it's... 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't like the model. It's not. It's it's definitely not designed to be consumer. It's definitely definitely very nineteens nineteen fifties, and with a lot of nineteen eighties in there too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A lot of nineteen eighties. Like it's funny industry. to think that if Henry Ford was willing to to uh, produce his cars in a different color, there likely would have never been competition in the vehicle industry in North America as long as he was flexible on what the demands were. Yeah, but he was he a madman. Oh, I know. He was a madman. Of course he was. He, he developed, uh, you know, he thought it was the best vehicle ever and he punished his son basically like, oh, he, he was a total dick. Like any, any, anybody that looks up to Henry Ford, I'm just like, really, man? Like he, he changed the world with the vehicle and then with his wealth made a museum of how the world used to be. Not, not, no joke. And he really? lived there. He lived there because he felt so ostracized about everybody's driving now. Everything's a lot more modern. He built a little like farmstead of his family house and everything else. Interesting. Because he started losing ties to who he actually was. And he realized he made such a crazy impact on the planet with the vehicle. He thought it was the best vehicle ever. He had a huge ego, huge megalomania. His son made the Model A to save the business because Chevrolet was kicking their ass because the Model T, like, first vehicle, great vehicle, but. It had a lot of pitfalls. Yeah. Not exactly easy <laughs> um, to drive. It had a plate glass screen, uh, no airbags, mm. um, and it was, you know, quite dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and, that was you before know, the traditional seatbelt won't be invented setup. for 60 years. Oh, 100%. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. You got a bench there, and it's made yeah. of, you know, if you have a Coachmaker remake it, you can make it with leather, but from the factory, I imagine yeah. it was a cloth of some sort or, you know, probably a, a, a knapsack linen. or yeah. linen or something. You know, on those ones, the throttle was where your gear shift is, yeah. and, and your, gear, no... your gears <laughs> were on your feet. Yeah, man, it was all fucked yeah. up, oh, all sorts so of fucked. Weird. And his son made the Model A, and uh, he, he, he ostracized the sun for it even when it was profitable he was like oh this was yeah. the perfect automobile he was a total dick uh but the one uh, thing i know about him that like is somewhat worthy of mention is the fact that he made sure that uh he was never paid higher than his uh managers like oh, his highest wow. paid manager yeah. so he he was like pretty egalitarian in that sense yeah no he yeah. like he had, he had he had a lot of good he had a lot of good uh policies obviously his business is still around uh yeah. but i i think that you know, as a person, uh, especially in later life, he was a little different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, to get back to this here. Yeah, continuing on. The yeah, next so question then, was the next uh, markets. Yeah, quality versus markets. Where do you stand, Adam? Uh, almost right down the middle. 55% for equality, 45% for the markets. Interesting, Ev. That was 40% markets and 60% Ooh. Um, for the... Uh... No, sorry, hold on. Sixty percent for the markets, forty percent for yeah. That's better. Interesting. Yeah, like I'm. This is where the colors shine because I'm ninety percent equality, ten percent markets. Yeah, I thought it'd be a lot more markets, but they asked a lot of questions about healthcare, and I think that really ties in with this being an American. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like for me, politically tied that way. mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate. I think for a Canadian, I'm quite right wing, but I think for an American, I'd be more of a you know center left yeah but it's i'm not i mean like well in u.s you'd be center left oh for sure for liking basic things like people who don't look like you and people who are sick yeah like <laughs> helping people who are sick rather yeah. not yeah. liking people who are sick you can like them <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean don't, i mean 40 percent of my money sick, goes to it so <laughs> i mean i might as well like them you know yeah yeah they didn't I, do anything i wrong. mean more don't like the fact that they are sick <laughs> Don't have uh, no, death I, I, panels. I wasn't as shocked. Brokers. I wasn't shocked at all. You were so like extremely. Yeah. But like, I, I don't. I don't see a world where that'll work. 
No. And I think that's... Well, that goes back to my a little bit more authority, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. make it equal, bitch! Uh, fuck it. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? Where do we start? <laughs> you gonna bet it gonna be consensual. Like, that's... <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> phrases that just doesn't sound right. You know from the beginning, uh -oh. you're like, that guy doesn't know what that, that word um, means. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> Things are gonna get dirty. Well, yeah. I feel like the next one we should all be... Similar. We're all pretty uh, pretty close on this one, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's secular versus religious. Very, you were like fanatically secular. I'm 90-10, yeah. I was 81-19, and I'm upset at that, because I saw your results, me, and I was like, how did, but I took the long test, right? Yeah, fair enough, so, I didn't take the long one, I took the short one. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, like, you, you have the right to believe whatever you want, yeah. but don't let it get involved with government or making decisions. Yeah, and absolutely. I think uh, the long Complete test separation. might have asked a lot more, like, Oh, uh, well, what do you think of this religious group or this religious group? I just think the problem I have and the reason why I might go a little bit further is all of the people's actions, even if they think it's not their religion, a lot of the time it's motivated by their religion mm -hmm. and they don't know about it. And it's why I also have uh, less like trust in the markets because the markets use quite literally like psychological warfare tactics uh when it comes to consumer marketing and mm. oh, uh, so much that goes into that and, and so yeah exactly and so they're they're willing to do anything and manipulate the brain chemistry of children in order to sell products long term and so i and i think that's both religious order and markets are willing to do both that exact same i completely thing. agree and so i think that that's why i'm a lot more strong on that side there so sure and yeah, then the no, next, I, I mean, that makes sense. I got then, no time for religion. No. The it next one I thought I was actually, I was a little disappointed in myself, to be honest. Really? Yeah, because it was uh, progress versus tradition. And sure. typically, I'd think I would be falling pretty heavy on the progress scale. I would too. But uh, I'm 60-40 progress, but yeah. Really? Yeah, moderately progress, but... I'm 70-30 progress. Same. Yeah, interesting. How are yeah. we more... I don't know. Again, probably because we I'm, gotta talk I'm not. Tristan, where's, where's the old dirty white guy in there? Well, I think, Let him out. I think that comes back again to to me not being an optimist. And so, like, Maybe. I feel like I don't think a lot of the traditions are going to go anywhere. And so we have to work within them. I think Fair. that's probably where that's coming from. I don't yeah. remember the questions that would have steered me that way. But Fair enough. yeah, I think that that's probably how I would come across in it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm not surprised I'm coming off a little bit more pessimistic. That's just kind of who I am. I get that. I, I, I read it in a book somewhere and it was, uh, I had mentioned it, I think on a previous podcast, but yeah, it's something like a, uh, a defensive pessimist is what I am in which you, uh, you tend to envision the worst case scenario, but you don't, you genuinely don't want it. So you're not a pessimist in the sense that you want the end of the yeah, world I, to end I, I or anything that. like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but because you envision the worst case scenario and you don't want it to happen, you then think fanatically about all of the different potential outcomes and how to stop them from happening. And that's my brain. I have like an ADHD on my brain that just never stops going. That's what actually started me smoking weed about... 12 years ago now well, it's more of an ocd thing man i gotta say oh yeah it I is ocd sorry not thing. adhd yeah <laughs> OC, o ocd yeah, yeah my bad and uh um, oh, good man. and that actually makes sense because yeah my my uh i know my mom had had trouble with that uh, at one point so yeah no it, it yeah. uh it, oh, strangely uh ocd and pika 
are very, very closely connected in the brain. It's like those people you go to, like weird eaters, you know? They'll eat like drywall and rocks and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. usually like OCD is really tied to uh, trauma, especially in youth. Oh. Uh, so it's like you, your anxiety kicks in, your fight or flight engages, and you, it basically gets stuck in neutral right, between the two. Oh, interesting. Right? So you get stuck in this brain loop uh, that keeps kind of re- repeating, right? So yeah. that's why people with OCD, they'll click wow. the light a certain amount of times, yeah. or they'll have to wash their hands a certain way, or the plates have to be a certain way. It all ties back to some trauma. Hoarder is very similar. Uh, yeah. All that uh, obsessive uh, part of the brain, um, it, it develops it, while you're very young. Yeah. Uh, and if you scar it, <laughs> uh, that's that's where you, you, you'll get issues like that. There's a lot of theories on... And no one's um, allowed to r- load the dishwasher in the house except for me. Yeah, I get I'm that. Very specific about that. Yeah. No, my, my wife tries. She's like, you could fit way more down my... I don't care. I'm running it twice. <laughs> it really doesn't bother me. And she's like, that's yeah. like another, like, what, five bucks? Like, I really... It doesn't... <laughs> like, just keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah, the, the knives have to go with the knives. Yeah, no. Fuck, no, just go away. <laughs> I have to shower when I'm brushing my teeth. It's just a thing I do. Really? Oh, yeah? That's, yeah. that's different. Oh. Yeah, so I shower twice a day. I'm, like, probably the cleanest person ever. <clears throat> I uh, <laughs> I usually have, like, a bath once in a while, too. Throw, you ever oh, throw a I bath do. in? Yeah, after, like, yeah. the day after a hockey game, I tip it. Like, today, I really want to have one just yeah. because my, my whole body's aching. Cause I'm oh, straight old. up. I mean, like, it sucks sure. being a tall guy, though. Yeah, because I don't fit in my yeah. tub. I hate uh, it. The knees are above yeah. the top. Yeah, I got literally like, one of the lift dreams. my legs up and sit like yeah. an L yeah. just to get my like tummy and I'm like oh fuck. The dream <laughs> is to have the custom fucking house where I can have like a 150 square foot bathroom with one of those giant claw foots yeah. and just be able to oh my god. You know what you do though? You get like the two person like giant tub thing yeah. from the 80s. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah, man. those big weren't they those claw foot? No, that's like 50s or 60s. Yeah, yeah. 80s where they put it in the marble and it was oh, just like in the, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the room. The giant and they had like, you know, like six people. And shit. Oh, and then the fountain with yeah, like the lady with fuck. the vase. It came with the yeah. cocaine trays. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. It, it, it's on marble, man. Yeah. You don't need trays. <laughs> the marble's right there. There you go. Uh, fuck, man. Yeah. We're going to time to be alive. Anyway, uh, the uh, and then the last one on there was uh, was an interesting one that I know caught your eye as well. So it was assimilation versus uh, multiculturalist. Yeah, and uh, yeah, where did you stand on that, Adam? Thirty five percent for assimilation, sixty five for multicultural. I matched your score, sir. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. So I uh, I'm forty percent assimilation and sixty percent. Uh, multiculturalist. You yeah. racist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's usually, funny. usually it's the left coming to the right. I got, I got, I got a few bullets in this. Yeah, funny. I yeah, know it's. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's funny, but it's because again, I think it's that pessimism. I think that. Like what I see is there's specific and again talking about more religious, don't be down y'all religious cultures. There's a lot of <laughs> conflict when you try to blend them, right? And that's yeah. a huge, huge, huge issue. And so I think that again, unless we can find a way to control that, that would be a time where we want specific regulations so that yeah, the cultures can operate within reason. But mm-hmm. they have limitations as to what that reason is, mm-hmm. and those limitations are equal for both sides, so that they don't start crying a foul of the other one. Yes, right. So, like that's that's what I like. Yeah. So to me, again, I think it's more that just realistic aspect of just like I don't, I genuinely don't know how successful you can be if everybody 
wanted to just act freely at all times and not do anything. Well, I think that's why I'm not 100% uh, multiculturalist either. I mean, I think there should be basic human law. You have the right to express yourself as long as it doesn't, you know, impact someone else yeah. to a yeah. measurable extent, yeah. you know? Uh, but That's uh, the John Stuart Mill, the harm principle that I talked about in the past, yeah, exactly. right? Where the I mean, entire yeah. government's job is, like, basically... Your your rights exist up until you expressing them interferes with me expressing mine. Yep. At which point the government steps in and decides who's allowed to do what. It's That's funny because the there's a t- there's a there's a video I think on TikTok. This lady was like uh, at this uh, I think it was a Biden whatever thing, and this guy shows up in the lifted truck with the Trump shirt, and he's like he's got this sign that's like Biden, and he's like yeah, and then the lady's like you have to leave. This is against your freedom of speech. We we have the permit to be here with the city. You do not. You have to go right. Yeah. And then he's like no, actually that's not how freedom of speech works. I can be here. That's kind of what freedom of speech is. Like the guy clearly knew the law way better than this lady. Yeah. Yeah. She gets a cop to come over because obviously there's cops. It's a big gathering of people. Yeah. And then the cop totally shuts her down. He's like, actually, he's right. He can be as loud as he wants. Yep. She's like, well, I got a permit with the city. And yeah. like stormed off. And then he's like, and just kind of walked away. Sorry. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I like I, I like in Edmonton. I don't know if you, have you heard of Pride Corner? Where um, they have like fucking no. All these pastors are like Jesus is oh, Lord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like uh, fags burn in hell and things like that. I, 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 you see them outside the Strathcona Farmers Market too. Yeah, and they have like the abortion is murder than a third trimester well, abortion pitcher. They've and had a lot of like, funny counter protesters, and I found a TikTok. I'll show you guys before uh, like when we're done here, but. Uh, this dude's dressed up in uh, in like a, a Jesus out like night nightgown <laughs> with like a, a covered in glitter and just like fucking man strutting down <laughs> like full on nice. strutting around That's holding a Jesus shit. cross up in the air and nice. just dancing around. It's so funny right in front of these guys who are just livid that this guy even exists. See what I do. Like last time I went Weird to the people. farmers market, they're always out there. The uh, you know abortions murder people, and uh, they're very aggressive. Yeah, like they like they're they're like fucking soap salesperson at the mall, fucking aggressive. <laughs> like behind monthly targets, like they come up to you. They're like abortions murder. Have a pamphlet and join the cause, whatever. And I'm like. If I if yeah. that happened to me today, I'd be like, oh, so you just want me to take the Catholic approach and put them in a fucking unmarked grave after they're born? At least, like, <laughs> what's 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 the oh. what's the line? Like, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, what if like what if the well, woman is raped? Also take the, what what if it's sexual assault? Why don't we take you know? the communist China approach from eighties and nineties with girls and put them in baby baby girl death valley? Oh shit. Baby Girl Jesus Death Christ. Valley is where they used to dump baby uh, baby girls, and if you went there yeah. in the morning, apparently you could get fresh baby organs free. Holy fuck. What the fuck? Yeah. Who wants fresh baby organs? Uh, a lot of uh, international traders, apparently. For for what? My guess would be to uh, for surgical, inter- uh, surgical intervention needed on other healthy babies. Okay, so... You got a black market organ business based on child suicide. That's that's Not great. Not child suicide, child infanticide. Uh, that, fucking, that's that's what I meant. Yeah, Sorry, but I, but yeah, like like fuck because it was the one child policy and they wanted to have boys, right? So yeah. 
Like, if you meet a, China, a person born in China in the 80s or 90s, a woman born in China in the 80s or 90s, that chick is a fucking hero, and her parents are heroes if they were involved, or whoever whoever was involved with that. Well, in a lot of that communities, really, every, every second and third child you get fined by the government, and uh, it would be varying depending on what part of the province or what province you lived in. Uh, the fines were a little less for rural areas where they need more farmers, for example. But uh, Vice went out there, and there was a guy, his name was like 10,000 Bot, mm. and uh, that was his name. And he's like, why is that your name? He's like, that's how much it cost my parents to have me. So that's what they called me. Like, straight up. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> that's his wow. legal fucking name. 10,000 bucks. It was, it was like 10,000, 20, it was like, but for real, like that it was, was a fucking price tag. It was a, it was a number and then the tag. currency. I mean, you could do that in the US too. Yeah. Right? It fucking costs money to have a kid. It's 25K, crazy. get over here. Yeah. Probably more like 85, 73. Be <laughs> yeah. like fucking Frank Zappa, Moon Unit sixty four, <laughs> and Dweezil. Dweezil, get over here! Dweezil. What are you doing, Dweezil? Get, fuck me! These celebrities and their stupid fucking names. Uh, uh, Northwest. Oh my god! Fuck. Really? You know bad. what? The the greatest name of all time, though, when it comes to a celebrity name that I initially didn't give uh, as much as I should. Uh, Hugh Mungo Grant. No, oh. Blue Ivy. That's literally his middle name. But do Dumongo you know? Grant. Do you know like Blue Ivy from Jay Z and Beyonce? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's get this. Yeah, Jay Z has three Blueprint albums. Yeah, Blueprint one, Blueprint two. Yes, Blueprint three. Yes. If you put it into Roman numerals, yep. The fourth one is Blue. His masterpiece. He always said his fourth. Uh, his fourth oh blueprint was going to be the creation of his masterpiece. Blue it's Blue IV. Uh, I know, the right? The name of the baby uh, is the formulation of his masterpiece. It's his greatest ever creation. It's his greatest God. ever creation. I think that's like as that's any actually parent, quite clever. It's yeah. As your uh, parent, I gotta like, say, if he's like, you know what? I'm not going to make another album. I made the best kid in the world. Fuck it. <laughs> like. As like all parents are cocky like that, I feel the same way. What and I know, makes, and I know, I know, I can't be right, but I know I'm right. What if he at the makes Blue V? Like that yeah, would be a sick album cover, though. Yeah, that's true. Like the letter V is sexy letter. Like, yeah. everybody agrees with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you know what Blue V is? Violet. There you go. We're onto Ooh. something here. Yeah, call the so call maybe the, it'll be a girl. Call next. the people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that overall. At the We're end actually of it, pretty darn close when it comes to our nine political spectrums. Yeah, like it's pretty funny the equality part being a little bit different, mm-hmm. but uh, almost everything else being within like ten percent. I mean, I'm a fanatic Democrat, apparently. But yeah, you're a little bit off on the Democratic side of weird, things. Weird, because yeah, I mean, in fairness, we scored stronger in the uh, Libertarian side than you did, and yet you score higher in the Democratic side than we did and we scored higher on the authority side yeah so clearly the authority and authoritarian aren't the same thing in terms of the two tests that we took uh, yeah uh, very true uh, right? very true yeah. uh, it says your closest match at the bottom too yeah uh, mine oh. was libertarianism yeah um, i was anarcho-mutualist or something nice nice yeah, yeah. mine is a uh, democratic socialist we're an anarcho-syndicalist commune but the funny thing is is all three <laughs> of those are obviously relatively close right like yep. that's yeah. that's the funny thing is like i think we could come up with a decent policy strategy so i think over the next few episodes we'll uh 
what we're going to probably do is do a deeper dive into the policy presented, the policy options presented by the candidates. I think we all we want to look into like the guys we talked about on our previous episode. I think we also want to look into Brian a little bit more, and we're going to do that oh, yeah. in the interim here and see if we uh, maybe can't score an interview or or a conversation of some sort with him just to get get some feedback, and then maybe we'll start working on what our policies would be based off of how we see other people developing them. Would you want to do like a provincial party or a federal party? Provincial, federal, you'll lose every time. Every time. A hundred times out of a hundred, you will lose that uh, battle. (laughs) So I talked to the computer on war games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like Tristan. He's just like statistically invalid. (laughs) I love it. Never tell me the odds. You will always lose. (laughs) Do you want to play a game? I want my hand handgun in case the government comes up and the tank just rolls right up. <laughs> they, got, they got flashbangs. Enjoy and your handgun. Uh, anyway, uh, it was a, it was a fun little test there. Um, yeah, it's called Nine Axis or Axes with an E S. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a good test. Give give it a whirl. There give it go, a guys. shot. Post your results below. We want to know where our listeners stand. So, yeah. are, are we then, totally out to lunch? Do you guys kind of agree? Are are we starting something here? Or are we are we not? I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then if you have any uh, any idea on policies that you'd like to see implemented specifically in Alberta, um, or or even more specifically in Edmonton, I mean, municipally we're a little bit late. I don't think we can throw our hats in the ring, but uh, yeah, in the pro- provincial government side of things, just uh, yeah, feel free to send us an email. Uh, with any opinions, and we'll gladly give a voice to it. Happily. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Uh, Gooch podcast at gmail.com. Send us gmail.com. a email. Anyway, have a good one. Yeah. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Yeah. Friday's coming up. Yeah. Take care.